The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co. established 1977 have personal and domestic water filters which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting alkaline ionized mineral water which removes up to 99.9% .9 of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals and bacteria so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Karen, so much. Let me start that again. I forgot a word. Karen, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this morning. It is early for no you. Problem. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> New South Wales time, Queensland time. Someone decides there's an imaginary line and they decide to give us different time zones, even though the sun is in the same position pretty much <laughs> over the yeah. east coast of Australia. Get that? But, um, yeah. How are you? How, how, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Fantastic. I'm looking forward to this conversation because a good friend of mine um, and yours uh, yep. said, hey, Pete, you got to meet this, this amazing woman called Karen Martin who has a story or two to tell about yeah. uh, <laughs> about not only your journey but um, perhaps on, on a grander scale of uh, medicine and what it means to be healthy. But um, I want to start off by first saying thank you um, for what you have done. And I know we're going to get to that, but, um, I want to kick off by why did you become a doctor in the first place? And, Ooh, what, type of I... and what type of doctor have you been and, <laughs> and get it into, into the future of, uh, healing for yourself too? All right. Well, um, yeah, I didn't, I, I kind of went into, uh, medicine by a, a quite an unorthodox route to begin with. So um, nothing's really straightforward with me. <laughs> if I can make my life more difficult, I tend to. <laughs> so um, I actually started off uh, going to university at 18 to do a, a degree in German with Dutch. 
And I only ended up there because um, we did exams at year 10 as well as year 12. And these and the subjects that I did at year 10, my um, deputy head said to me, well, you'll be, uh, you know, I got the best grades in German and um, French. And they said, well, you'll be, do you'll be doing French and German then, won't you, at A-level, which is your year 12 exams. And I said, oh, okay. And so then they said, well, you'll, probably, you'll be doing English with that then, won't you? And I was like, oh, all right then. And then they said, oh, you'll be going to university. I went, oh, okay. Like, um, I wasn't at, I was only at a normal high school. Um, no one in my family had ever been to university. And um, and I was I was good at German. So I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do German at university, not knowing what that meant. So I had no idea. And uh, and so then my... Um, uh, where, where were you at this stage in your life? Where were you living? So I was in the UK, um, just outside, uh, just outside London, about 20 miles northwest of London. That's where I was living. And uh, so my grandmother was Dutch and I, I saw that you could do Dutch from scratch. I didn't I wasn't able to speak Dutch at the time. And so um, and she she'd since passed. So I thought, oh, OK, well, I'll do German and Dutch at university, thinking it was just an extension of what you do at school. I had no idea what it involved. And um, and so so I did that. And then that was a four year degree course. And people were saying to me, well, what are you going to do afterwards? And four years when you're 18 seems an awful long time. So I used to say, oh, well, probably interpreting or something like that. And um, and anyway, I didn't really have the mind capacity to do that. You know, I'd, I'd get too absorbed in one language and I would use like hand and feet gestures, you know, you know, that kind of, you know, so I, I wouldn't be able to have been a simultaneous interpreter. Translation was boring. Anyway, my third year, we had to do a year abroad um, in the uh, in the country of the language that we were studying. So I, I was in Germany for a year. And I was working as a, um, a language assistant in a uh, German school and uh, you know, helping teach English. And so I was trying to set up an exchange scheme between the school I was working at, my old secondary school. And I was talking to my old German teacher on the phone and she said, oh, it's so marvelous. You know, you're doing what you're doing. Um, and, um, you know, I'm so glad we pushed you in the direction that we did. And it was just like a light bulb went off. And I just went. That's why I'm here. Everybody said, go that way. And I did. So in the meantime, I had been working um, in aged care. Um, so before I went to university, I would be going around as a home help, you know, helping people get up out of bed in the morning and uh, giving them a wash and breakfast and things and putting them back to bed in the evening, was working in an um, aged care home. And then when I, as a part-time job, I was continuing to do that um, whilst I was at university. And um, and one of my friends that I met at university, she was studying medicine and she used to say, she used to come home and say what she'd been doing all day. And I used to think, oh gosh, that's so amazing, you know, because I, I loved being in the healthcare profession, you know, just doing my aged care job. And, um, and I just thought, oh, well, you can't go to university twice, can you, you know? And, um, and so, I mean, I, you know, we none of none of my family had been to university before. It was very much self-funded. I got uh, student loans and things, so we didn't have the family income to send me to university to a start. So you definitely didn't go to university twice if you didn't come from a, you know, a financial background. Anyway, that night when I'd been speaking to my German teacher, um, I was on the bus going back home, and um, and we, I just went past the hospital, and I just thought, that's it. That's what I want to do. I want to. I want to do medicine. So finished my year abroad in Germany. Came back. Finished the final year of my degree course, and then set about trying to get into medical school. So, um, so I just um, 
Uh, Can I I ask a question there? What did you know about, what did you know of medicine or what was your um, understanding of medicine at that particular point in time? Oh, completely orthodox. Yeah. So completely conventional. Um, um, So, because I was, I knew I, I enjoyed the job in the healthcare profession and why I chose to be a doctor as opposed to being a nurse was because I'd probably seen too many things like diagnosis, murder and things like this as I was growing up. And and I was a real Columbo fan too. So I loved, I loved, I loved the detective side, you know, kind of uh, trying to figure out what was uh, wrong with people and, you know, and then hopefully, you know, fixing them in the conventional sense, obviously. Um, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't know anything, um, you know, other than that, because that's what we're, you know, it's just how society is engineered and, you know, the, the, the doctor is the one that makes the decisions and the, and the doctor is the one that figures out what's going on. And the doctor is the one that initiates the treatment. Um, so, so yeah, I, I wanted to be the, the detective, I think it was, you know, and, and, um, work out what was going on with people, going on with people. So, so, so take us through, take us through your university degree and what that was like, and what you came to learn um, in that orthodox system. Because obviously, it there, it's amazing for trauma, and amazing for so many other things. So, take us on the journey of discovery of of health in that system. So because I I didn't have the right qualifications to get into medical school, I then needed to undergo, uh, you know, the getting the entry requirements. So um, it took me a while from that discovery moment <laughs> to actually get into medical school. So I, I, I um, finished my degree, stayed in Liverpool where I was studying and, and continued to work in aged care for a year then um, and went to night school to do, um, to get the necessary qualifications. Um, so I, I did work in aged care the first year, got A-level at GCC chemistry because I didn't even have that, which was a year 10 exam. Um, and so you had to do the year 10 exam before you could do the year 12 exam. And then the following year, I switched jobs to um, working in, in, in the ambulance for the ambulance service. Um, and then the year after that, um, I needed to do, so I did A-level biology at that time um, at night school. And then the year after that, I needed to get an A grade in A-level chemistry in order to get into medical school. So I bit the bullet and gave up my full-time job, to, um, uh, which was working for the ambulance service at the time, to um, study A-level chemistry in one year. I had to persuade the college to allow me to do that. This is normally a two-year course. And um, the second year courses were at the beginning of the week and the first year courses were at the end of the week. And the second year courses were obviously an advanced version of the first week. So I had to engage a, a chemistry tutor in order to help me unravel everything. So by the time all this, I, I'm, it was, I was just actually 25 before I actually started um, medicine. So I think that helped in that, uh, you know, I was that little bit older because day one that we actually, I actually enrolled on into a medical school, I just felt quite embarrassed, really, because we were, you know, we were all told that we were the creme de la creme de la creme, you know, and to but to go out there and speak to other students who were maybe who who maybe did arts, uh, you know, subjects like 
German, for instance, you know, and I was just thinking, oh, okay. So anybody else who didn't do medicine was kind of regarded as a freak. And anybody who did do medicine, um, you know, was, well, you're the creme de la creme and you are the super beings of the whole university. And I was sitting there thinking, well, I couldn't do a maths degree. I couldn't do a physics degree. That would be too hard. Um, and uh, so I kind of, and, and, you know, and all my colleagues were all 18, you know, they were, they were, all, you know, so they were very, very kind of immature compared to, you know, to me at the age of 25. So I already kind of was, I already felt different for, from, um, you know, from my uh, cohort. Um, so, um, and then the the teaching was really good in, um, it gave us a really good grounding in um, physiology and um uh, you know, and um, and pharmacology, and so it, and we really got a good grounding in basic sciences, which I'm not sure that people do, you know, uh, medical school these days. Um, before we went into clinical, and then when we were at the, doing our clinical, we still had to remember the basic medical sciences. So we were we were constantly rehashing everything, you know, at, at the at the basic level, which. Which helped me, I think, <laughs> coming you know coming around later to seeing, hang on a minute, this doesn't make biological sense. What's going on at the moment? And we didn't get much um, teaching on. Um, I don't think we, we got very little teaching on nutrition. Just a basically at the cellular level, how um, compounds were broken down into uh, you know essential molecules and things like that. That was it. Um, and um, I did. I remember thinking, and I remember being taught about cancer a little bit when I was at secondary school, um, how it was an, an explosion of abnormal uh, cells. And um, yeah, and then the treatments that we used were to, um, you know, to, to pretty much obliterate the immune system. And I thought, well, if the growing of these abnormal cells is due to uh, a problem with the immune system, then why aren't we stimulating the immune system in order to, you know, treat the cancer rather than chemo and uh, radiation and and surgery? So I already kind of had that in me. And uh, and my mum, my mum's mum, she had died of um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in her fifties, and. And mum had always said to me, she said, oh, you know, if ever I get cancer or anything, I'm not having any treatment. So I probably had that. Uh, and, I, and I saw that my other nan, she died of uh, cancer. She died of skin cancer. And she had a mole removed at the side of her face. And um, and then within six months, uh, she was gone, you know. And uh, so I, had, I didn't really have a good uh, record of people in my family having cancer and being treated effectively. Uh, for it and and the treatment you know just at a superficial level didn't really make sense so um but the grounding in basic medical sciences that i got was was extremely good uh, at a medical school I, I, you know i it was uh, second to none i'd say and then um so then when i came out of uh because oh in, in between time um because this was now my second degree course and um I, you know, I was, again, I already had student loans from... I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. I'll see you there. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical or other advice by a qualified professional. 
Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions, or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.